not sure if you've used that term before. No, I haven't. Nope, not a problem, sir. Not many people have, surprisingly. Uh, Surprise. TBA is one of those bank accounts where you pay a monthly fee and in return you get benefits like travel, mobile insurance and the breakdown cover. Now, does that sound like something you might have, sir, or maybe even had in the past? No, not at all. Hello? Hello? Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, good luck. I can't be arsed. No, I can't. I'm not listening. Go away. Leave me alone. Why, why can't I hang up? How are you getting on? I'm How's good, things? I'm good, I'm doing okay. Uh, I feel like you're I looking to... well. Oh, thanks very much, man. Thank you. I'm not going to continue with that. Okay, comment. no, that's, that's fine. What you're getting? I feel like I should lay a little disclaimer. I feel like coffee was a big influence over my ramblings on the last episode, so I've calmed down now. Yeah, you're dull as shit. A little shite bit more relaxed. <laughs> Tragically. So, um, what's been uh? What's been happening in your life? What's been happening in your What's been happening in your world, Andrew? What you been up to, Andrew? Oh, I can't keep doing this. You're going to have to answer me at some point. <laughs> it was so good. The beer. The beer you know what? I was I was thinking I was actually, you know, funnily enough, I was taking a little bit of a trip back to the nineties the other day. And I was thinking about one of my favourite movies as a kid, which is Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. It's, yeah. It's amazing. Who directed that? It was Oh shit. He's got what's his name? Bruce. Bruce. Bruce Brucington. Bruce no, Bruce it's David. David Bruce. Bruce Banner. The reason I'm thinking like that is because his his first name and his last name have the same letters, like David Davis. <laughs> exactly. I was well. Don't, don't, start don't that shit start. again. Don't you fucking wind him up. Don't you dare, mate. Um, I woke up the other day in a bit of a, well, I wouldn't call it a panic, but it was definitely like a bit of a huh moment. And I thought to myself, I never realised how much respect I had for Jonathan Frakes. Or Riker from Star Trek The Next Generation. Number, number one. Number one. Number two? He's number one. Number one. Engage. Engage. Yeah, and I was thinking, like, imagine, like, getting cast as Riker in Star Trek The Next Generation and then going on to direct some of the best Star Trek films and then not being allowed to direct the Zizé Abrams ones. Zizé. So you pronounce it as a single word. Not Do you JJ. think he cares? Yeah, he did. He kicked up some serious fuss. Him and Shatner were not happy men. And another thing that I have to talk about right now is William Shatner's cover of um, Rocket Man by the hologram himself, Elton John. It is fucking spectacularly good song. Everyone needs to go and listen to it. His spoken word cover. I mean, we should stick it on at the end of this episode just so people <laughs> know how good it is. Yeah, man. I know previously I said I William wanted... Shatner did a spoken word version well, he's a number of albums. Like he does a really good cover of Common People, like Pulp, with um, a spoken word with Joe Jackson, um, providing the choruses. And it was it was um, produced by um, Ben Folds, and then the other one was uh, Rocket of Ben Folds Five fame. Yeah, yeah. And then the Rocket Man was in a much much earlier um, single. Like I think almost around the time of the release of Rocket Man, so like late seventies, early eighties, whenever that came out. But it's a fucking great song. I was recently building another playlist um, for driving around for hours and Rocketman made it on. And I've just listened to it like so much recently. It's It encapsulates the emotion of the song in a way that Elton John has no concept of. <laughs> Elton John is like a fucking automaton. Um, was Rocketman post or pre-hologram stage? It was pre, pre wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was pre-hologram. Before, before he became a hologram. When he died on the set of I'm Still Standing. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> 
What a lie that song was. He's not still standing at all. <laughs> Dwayne Dunham. Dwayne Dunham is the director of Home Within the Incredible Journey. You know what he should direct next? The history of um, William Shatner's music career. Starring director Jonathan Frakes as Dwayne Dunham. That'd be great. Getting pretty meta. Yeah. I mean, meta's the future. Meta is the now. Yeah, wholesome is also the future. Uh, Hipster irony is no longer an acceptable form of comedy, I've discovered, by you know, being on the internet, but being a person that goes on the internet a lot. What do you mean by hipster irony? Kind of, you know, just, you know, it's just worn thin slightly. Just, just trust me. Don't question me. Just trust me. Okay. I never ask you to really just blindly trust me on something, but on this one, I assure you I'm right. Okay. So if I ever run into the, to the words hipster irony in just, just shut general it down. life. Just shut it down. Shut down. Yeah. Shut myself down. Just be, shut ho- it down. be really nice. Say things like, hey man, you're really lucky to be surrounded by nice friends. Okay. And they'll go, what, was it a joke? And you'll go, no, it's respect. Or something to that effect. I haven't really right. thought it through. Right. What kind of situation would I be in? Oh, any. Any. Yeah. You're blessed. Right. <laughs> you so- take that back. I can't. You're so lucky. You've had such a lovely life surrounded by people that really care for you. Regardless of what you think about yourself, you're surrounded by people that really care for you. That's comedy. (laughs) (laughs) And on that... (laughs) Yeah, on that, Dwayne Dunham directed Home Within the Incredible Journey. Michael J. Fox is the best fucking boxing oh, dog mate. I've ever seen. This film is amazing. If you've not seen Homeward Ben, The Incredible Journey. You've wasted your life. You really have. You need to go and watch it. And what's really interesting about this particular one is, obviously, I was looking into a little bit of background about this movie. But what's really cool is if you go over to the American Humane Society. So, like, they're the kind of organization that looks after the way that animals are treated on film shoots. And if you look at their website, they've got pretty much every film ever made this involved animals and and stuff like that and they've got a description of what happened during the shooting with the animal and but it's kind of it kind of acts as a weird making of because while they're just describing it you can just like it's almost how things were done so it's pretty cool like and it goes into <laughs> can you imagine reading like the american humane society's description of animal farm and it's like now the pigs have taken over the methods of production <laughs> Oh, and the sheep are taking it back. <laughs> well, you know, funnily enough, you're not a million miles away for the way that they describe things with that. Um, because it's funny, when, they, when they're talking about, um, there's a scene like right at the beginning of the film where the cat um, is flung off a seesaw, where yeah. Sassy is flung off a seesaw. She flies through the air and um, they're describing the way that that sequence was shot. Um, Poorly. <laughs> but retrospectively and this is the way it. this is the way that they describe it when they're on there in one scene chance tricks sassy into a seesaw where she gets catapulted through the air this scene was done in many cuts the seesaw lifted up to a height of about four feet and the cat was filmed on it the cat was then filmed as she was tossed from one trainer to a blank from one trainer blanket to another trainer blanket which was held by several people the cat seemed to love it and purred throughout oh that's nice. I don't like a cat that doesn't purr. I don't trust a cat that doesn't purr. Um, not like a Persian cat. <laughs> I trust a Persian cat. Hey oh. <laughs> um, no, I was recently in the company of a cat, and it's like a nice, a nice, friendly cat, and all, but it just doesn't purr. And you kind of think to yourself, "This cat's got like ulterior motives." Cats are hard to judge. They do. You do not. They really like they have to ulterior judge. motives. This one definitely had ulterior motives. It was like, nah, man, this fucking thing's playing with me. Want something other than just my time and my kiss? Well, cats are the most successful species, or, or the domesticated, say, house cat, or cats of that size, are the most successful species because of their partnership that they made with humans. Prince did something similar. I just wanted your extra time and your kiss. <laughs> Prince is possibly the most successful evolutionary idea that we ever had. Apart from the fact that he died, we're not that good at evolution, are you, Prince? Well, happens to the best of us. Not Even me. the sons of God yes. die. And you know who caused that? The Romans. 
bloody Italians coming over here. With their wine and their bunga bunga parties. Of course it was going to fall apart. Of course the Roman Empire was doomed. You have bunga bunga parties, you doom an empire. Look man, I'm just here to say that if it wasn't for King Emmanuel II unifying Italy before the First World War, where would we be? Oh, everything to that guy. Everything to King Emmanuel II. Good on you, King. K-E-T! He was a visionary. Ket! Ket too. Ah, incredible. Ah, Ket. <laughs> Sure, no, on. yeah, they did all kinds of shit. And in the scene at the end where the dog was walking across. Oh, yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to keep us on topic. <laughs> Just to keep us on hot topic. Um, hot topic, an American chain store. If you want to send us some money for, for that comment, you can. Yeah. Um, 50 people who listen will never shop in your store ever. Um, but yeah. we've told them to. Totally. And as, as what's, what was his name? Shadow, who was the old wise dog, played by Don Amici. Of cocoon fame. Oh, no way! He was the voice of Shadow, the wise golden retriever. Show he was the same age in cocoon as Tom Hanks was in. um, What's that rock musical that he was in? What? You're going to work with me. Rock of Ages. (laughs) Tom Hanks was in Rock of Ages. That's just the first rock musical. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. (laughs) Who's this idiot? Who have you let on this show today? Um, yeah, they're the same age ah. in in each other in the, in the respective films. It's just interesting because Tom Cruise is like timeless. He sleeps in a Tupperware box. Tom Cruise took all his life and inspiration from one episode of Erie, Indiana, which I did as well. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great show. A fucking great show. Who is it, the director of that? Oh, the guy who conceived Erie, Indiana. Somebody really quite... Joe Dante. Joe Dante. Yeah. Yes. He was great, Joe Dante. He yeah. d- did he direct The Burbs? Yes, he did. That was yeah. a fucking solid show. A really, movie. really good movie. Yeah. Poor With old Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks and Corey Feldman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Poor old Corey. Nobody's listened to him, have they? We've been listening to you, Corey. We've heard your ranting. Yeah. There's nothing much we could do about it, to be honest. But we've listened. And now hopefully you get the, the time and the space that you need to be honest and truthful about the deplorable things that have happened to you in your life. It's a real shame. I saw that video and it was just, just, just really sad. The burbs. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> Devastating. Whatever um, happened to Corey Haim as the uh, third greatest band of all time ever asked? Haim? The Thrills. The Thrill, what? They released a Wait, song called, on. the Thrills really released a song called Whatever Happened to Corey. Corey Feldman to Haim. Yeah. Not the band Haim. The Thrills? The ba- what, the band Haim? No, who's the Haim? actor Corey Haim. Co- who's Corey Haim? Corey Feldman's buddy. They were in all the movies together. That's the one who died. He died when he was 38 from a drug problem. He was apparently, like, um, apparently, supposedly, abused and um, sodomized for a few times as a child growing up in the film world. He hit Corey Feldman and Corey Haim were all these films together and they were lost boys and everything together. Right. And they were like busy mates. But they were both kind of um, taking advantage of in their journey to success. Jesus and the Thrills released a song called Whatever Happened to Corey Haim. And the truth is, he was selling his teeth and hair on eBay at one point to try and make money, and then he died of a heroin overdose. So, I mean, probably a tasteless song in retrospect there, the Thrills. No wonder it everything went tits up. The Illuminati. Yeah, nice one, Thrills. Yeah. That's just... God. You know, you think about your childhood or my childhood and I just like think I don't know Christ I'm just so glad that like the the circumstances didn't conspire that you become a child star in like the 80s 90s and it's just mad what a mad world completely alien Jake Gyllenhaal became a child star in the um Early 2000s, late 90s. I suppose he was one I'm of only thinking about ones. that because you just said what a mad world and then I thought of Johnny Darko. Yeah. That's how fucking rapid fire my brain is. You are, man. You're so quick. You're like <laughs> Jonathan Ross. Oh. You got a sharp wit. As funny as Jonathan Ross. Oh, and that was the last time. Grands love you. That was the last time the lads ever spoke. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Ross. If you're listening. What a guy. Come on, then. Yeah, come on down. We're calling you out. Calling you out. Calling you out. Calling you out. That's terrible. That. Well, still one of my favourite films is Stand By Me. Jonathan Ross is great in that. Oh, he's brilliant. The, his performance is that dead rotting body. I know, that's exactly what I was going to... Yeah, isn't absolutely he? Absolutely amazing. It's like his delivery is just pitch perfect. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. You know, he went jogging before every scene that was shot there, you know, just to give himself the deader look. <laughs> you know, to get his blood flowing. Yeah. He went for a jog just so he could play a dead body. Yeah, he had to warm himself up to look like a dead human. That's right. That's right. When you move to ITV, everybody lost all respect for you. But, you know, you don't care. You just live off your wife's success. <laughs> yeah, and let's face it. Graham Norton's better, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He's just much better. Well, he has everything going for him, doesn't he? He does. He was in Father Ted. He was in Father Ted. He's um, Irish. He doesn't ring up people and make jokes about their daughter. Granddaughter. Or... Yeah, granddaughter. Neither do we. He not... got away, to, to be fair, he, he didn't really get much of the flack for that. Russell Brand took a lot of the flack for that. Yeah, but Russell Brand's like... Oh, yeah. People just don't. People are fucking idiots. They just don't like. It's like why? I totally threatened. Drank. They're totally threatened by him because yeah. it was like, and you're like, you're a fucking. I drank threat. the Kool Aid a few years ago when he came out ranting all about that stuff. I totally drank that Kool Aid and backed his corner. But since I've heard him recently coming out, his new podcast is pony. Just as fuck, oh my man. god, man! It's just, just go away. You know, just well, it's not go away. Mind. Like he was really good on the truths, and he kept things going for a while, and then he just kind of got to a point where it's like. Uh, man, I can't forget the fact that you made bedtime stories with Adam Sandler. So whatever you're saying is fucking redundant now. You know, you're a sellout to the man, man. All the men that you're manning on about, you're just one of now. You're a manly man. You might as well be on Two and a Half Men. You're the half man from Two and a Half Men. You and Charlie Sheen, you're both the same. In like the non-negative connotations that come with that. <laughs> you're both men. Where else can I go with that? Oh, fuck off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What's there to know? Lots. No, I think I know too much. There's so oh. many things. So the many man things. who knew too much. That's but effectively, me. as the dog, he's <laughs> <laughs> crossing over. At the end of the film, Shadow... He's walking over this, you know, they've run through the trains and they're all about to get home and there's a ditch and things like that. And Shadow falls through the ditch. Well, he falls through this wood and he falls through down to this ditch and he can't get out. Do you remember that bit? Yeah, of course I do. And they're shouting at him, come on, Shadow, get a run. But he keeps sliding down and all that kind of stuff. Spastic. Oh, yeah, I know. let's say that. <laughs> uh, oh, God, it was going so well. I didn't think I was going to have to cut this one. Uh, well I don't know <laughs> the day is young um, and anyway what they did was was he had a just a soft wood at the top dog walks over it breaks it but there's a platform underneath immediately underneath that breaks the fall then they've got a fake dog and they drop the fake dog through the boards and that falls down into this pit and they built this special pit that was like say only five sort of feet high so the dog like kept running up but then sliding down um fortunately the dog got out loads and loads of times so it wasn't like just freaking out because sometimes the animals can freak out and they don't know what's going on so like that dog got away but it only got an <laughs> accept acceptable rating oh, really? from That's... the american Humane well Society. i think acceptable is unacceptable yeah you know what i mean it's they should just be only because they've got acceptable and outstanding Oh, where they don't, they really don't have a middle ground, do they? No, no. <laughs> so I think it either passes or that's, it passes that's, really that's well. That's like the the that's like the um the questionnaire you give out after lovemaking. Was it acceptable or outstanding? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're your choices. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's it. Answer the question as honestly as you can. But that's the standard that you should try to be performing at, right? Well, especially Sex, if you're an animal. like animal wrangling in a film, <laughs> should be carried out to an acceptable or outstanding standard. <clears throat> if you can. Yeah. Just don't freak out. No. <laughs> don't freak out. Just a seesaw. <sighs> so what's been... Um, what are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. We always seem to like run into this thing when... Especially when we've been recording for like four hours. Yeah, I think that's it. I think, you know, if we stuck to like what the show was about, which was Boy Meets World yeah, and 90s themed man, entertainment, like... instead of just going off on tangents and talking bollocks for hours. Yeah. Because I do think we genuinely do have something to offer. 
other than just <laughs> this. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I hope Maybe this is what wishful people thinking. Want. Maybe wishful. wishful thinking. Oh God, it's but... Christmas. Isn't that exciting? Oh, oh the subject of that's a big topic. Thinking. It's almost Black Friday. Um, I'm not entirely sure how that works. Neither. I've never engaged in a Black Friday. Nor have I ever wanted to engage in a Black Friday. It looks no, nuts. It's just, but like, ugh, whatever, you know. At least in bullfighting, somebody dies and you get to eat a fucking steak. But in Black Friday, it's just like consumerism. It's disgusting. I hate it. There you go, Morrissey. Deal with that. Yeah. <sighs> Morrissey. I know, just you, I know you don't like me talking about him, but I'm going to talk about him. Just He's be quiet, Morrissey. Yeah, shut your goddamn it's mouth. Just, you just don't need to, don't need to stray into that. Just let it play out. Let yeah. it happen. Why don't you do what you're paid to do, which is sing, and go home? Mm. Yeah. Well, there you go. Do that. Look at me. I'll go be a music manager. Got the fucking ideas anyway. Well, it's pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Just. Don't. Why doesn't everybody just be quiet for five minutes? Imagine that. Not just me, like, not us. Just everybody silence. be quiet and listen to us for five minutes. Just five, <laughs> uh, just a five, just five minutes. Yeah. Don't tweet anything. Don't look at anything. Don't. Just I've don't. Been tr- I've been trying to do that. I've been trying to not look at my phone from time to time, and I tell you, it's easier said than done. But they say that the average person looks at the phone every nineteen seconds. Whew, the average yeah. person has got a lot more self-control than I do. <laughs> <laughs> you put your phone in your pocket every 19 seconds. Uh, yeah. The rest of the time it's out. Yeah, we'll just go in for a second. Sometimes my phone's in my pocket and I'm like, oh, I've taken it out to check what time it is. I've spent 10 minutes on it. I never looked at the clock. So I best take it out again. Yeah. Some, you know, some of my days are spent just refreshing Facebook and the newspaper hoping something exciting happens. <laughs> Nothing ever happens. Nothing ever happens. Ever. Ever. And then I kind of think, maybe I'll just stay asleep all day tomorrow. (laughs) 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 Whatever, man. It's my prerogative. I think we're slipping back into the blues. No, I'm not blue at all. And I guess that's why they call it the hologram blues. (laughs) (laughs) What's that? the Pope on a cup because you're all listening and you can't see I have a cup that has the Pope on it yeah and ironically I have a cup that has um, Prince Wilhelm and Catherine of wifehood Catherine and um, Prince William Catherine Middleton (laughs) getting married so you've got um, it's like the opposite of the Reformation She's done, done really form. well. She's done great uh, she's for done the monarchy, great. hasn't she? She's done, she's done brilliant for she's him. She's really helped her sister. She really has. She's done brilliant for the monarchy. Birthed how many children now? Three. Three. Two. Two. A two out and one's one's, tell you what, one's brewing. I, tell you, I don't care. You know. You know what I don't care about? I just think, you know, she's done well for him. I don't care about she's Kate Middleton's reproductive system in the slightest. <laughs> I couldn't be fucking... I couldn't care... Less. Why are people so obsessed with this woman's reproductive are system? People fucking idiots. It's, I don't Why don't you go out and have a ride yourself? Don't be worrying about them. <laughs> All they do is sponge off you. You're fucking sitting there going, I wonder if the spongers had a ride in the last six months. And it turns out they have. And then you all get a fucking flag out and whoop de bleed and do. Who gives a shit? Another mouth for you to feed. Go and get your own ride. Why do we do that? I don't know. Subject. That's what you say. That's what you are. <laughs> Subjects who, I don't know, aren't worth investing in. But offshore bank accounts are worth investing in. Didn't the Queen, in the Panama Papers, it came out that the Queen has offshore <laughs> bank accounts when she invests Panama. abroad. <laughs> not even the Queen invests in Britain. <laughs> well, she's not an idiot. <laughs> she's not. She's a very clever, shrewd lady. Shrewd. Very shrewd. Imagine, she's not a lizard, she's a shrew. Just shape-shifting shrew. <laughs> Scurrying around with bags of money. I'm just off to the Caymans, darling. <sighs> How many racial four pars has her husband made? How many uh, does he make per year? Do you reckon you 93 could... and he's probably made about 
five, ten a year. Ten a year, yeah. So in a professional capacity, he's made nearly a thousand. Oh, it's a lot, isn't it? But then again, he's only ever made... He's a Greek, though. Can't trust the Greeks. He's only ever made statements. He's not, like, gone as far as Boris Johnson as to rugby tackle an actual child. Do you reckon um, Prince Philip had anything to do with um, Roswell? Well, (laughs) come. He's the one that wrote, welcome. People say... So it oh, has fuck been off, suggest- is there actually a theory around this? Right, so it's been suggested oh that the British royals know about this alien stuff. It's been suggested that they know about it. <laughs> and Prince, <laughs> Prince uh, the, the Duke of Edinburgh, um, knows quite a lot about this. He has, he has some committees and things like that. Of course he does. Yeah, it's been suggested. It's been does. suggested. That, that that's going on, that they know about this stuff. I love how, like, he gets to know about secret alien interactions and his grandson gets to, like, marry your one-off of suits. <laughs> Which, I mean, perfectly honest, um, seems like a fair trait. I think it's one of his special interests. Being a racist ufologist. <laughs> right. You've got to appreciate that these people, I don't know, you're just rolling the dice, aren't you, with them? With what they're going to be like. They're just going to be like people with silly interests. And they've got a lot of kind of power. So they can have secret parties with like heads in whatever. I don't heads know. It's all sound Heads nuts. of whatever or heads in whatever. Like heads of state or heads in bags. I suppose both. Ooh. Heads of state powerful. in bags. Yeah. <laughs> I but suppose it's, you're yeah. looking for this. It's been suggested that he does have meetings and he has groups that are to do with um, extraterrestrials and alien phenomenon and stuff. Some people have suggested that. Who? Tom DeLong. Oh, for fuck's sake! No, it wasn't. Actually are we going to just? Should we just change the whole show into like <laughs> discusstomdelong.com? He is a nineties figure. Christmas Eve and I've only wrapped two fucking presents. Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve and I've only wrapped two fucking pregnants. Pregnants? Pregnants? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Prince Philip job. No, no, no. I think I've it was actually... I think, I think that one was in a documentary on Netflix. Um, But anyway. That, anyway, you said Prince Philip. It's been suggested. But the royals, they're a strange bunch. I think they're into a lot of stuff, not just offshore bank accounts. Sorry, I just need to send it. Oh yeah, sorry everybody. Just hang on while Dara sends a text. It's an email. An email. I'm working. Juggling many balls, juggled many balls in the air simultaneously. You are a classic ball, a ball juggler. juggler. <laughs> in the classic, the classic respect. Um, no, yeah, but it has been uh, insinuated that the royal family uh, do know about aliens, but they're tied into a lot of stuff though. Yeah, I know. They love it. They're like all over the world. Swans. The Queen's been connected to so many secret groups and loads of stuff. I like Liz. Liz Liz is one of my favourites. Well, I mean, at least she got herself, you know, down to a mill and like during the war and put herself to you. She got a job, yeah. She was also like, um, she just like, she looked like my grandmother for a period of time. My grandma, as well, has the Queen look. The kind of Queen curled hair. You know when 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 ladies put the put the hair in rolls. You can call her Liz. Liz. She doesn't mind. Yeah. She asked. I asked her when we were like negotiating. <laughs> <laughs> Alien stuff. Oh, whatever. Fucking shut up. <laughs> so, um, anybody out there? Uh, is anybody out there like Semi Sonic, or is it just us? Because I'm, uh, I'm feeling shunned. I'm feeling slighted by you all. You know, we're going to, myself and Andrew are going to take this um, now signed Semisonic CD. I'm going to break it in half. You know what we should do? And he's going to have half on a chain around his neck. We should just, regardless of whatever the copyright issues, we'll just stop now and play a track by Semisonic. Regardless of the fucking, regardless of the copyright issues, come after us just to show you what you are missing. Okay, here we go. Here's here's a track by Semisonic.
closing time open all the doors and let you out into the world closing time turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl closing time one last call for alcohol so finish your whiskey or beer Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay here I know who I want to take me home I'm- uh, How good is that? <laughs> See what I mean? How is nobody emailing in? Oh how is God. no one e- emailing I, I feel like I've experienced every known emotion. Known emotion. Possibly emotions that are unknown exactly. to the human psyche. And if I've they find new emotions f- in the universe, Semisonic can lay claim to having affected yeah. them as well. I reckon one of the things that Prince Philip studies when he's talking to extraterrestrials is um, the emotional evocativeness of um, Semisonic. <sighs> Just brilliant. A brilliant band. Don't know why anybody's not emailing in. But you've only got yourself to blame. Yeah, missing out. On... We're done. We're done with you lot. Yeah, it's like we try to be nice. I don't like. We try to be nice. We're we not try to like, do competitions. We're trying to buy your love. We read these websites on like how to have successful podcasts and to communicate with your community, and it says have competitions, get on Instagram, do all this medial nonsense, and we do it. But not one email for a free album. Are we going to send you? Yeah. Yeah. We might even put something else in the envelope yeah. just as a gift and we throw cash in. Yeah. We won't. You never know. We might. We said food. You might get food. Send you. <laughs> you can send us food. Um, uh, we yeah, can we send you the address of Kevin Spacey's gaff. <laughs> <laughs> do with that what you will. <sighs> sure, are you cold? Are you lonely tonight? Are you lonesome tonight? <laughs> Do you want Kevin Spacey's address? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure, I'm sure he just wouldn't turn you down. No, he wouldn't. Wouldn't at all, would he? No, he wouldn't say He wouldn't be like, oh, you know what? I'm just a bit tired. Do you remember that song, Easy Lover, by Phil Collins? I absolutely do. Yeah, um, apparently that was written about Kevin Spacey. No, God, now it makes sense. He's an easy lover. I mean, he's not an easy person, but he'll make love to anyone. <laughs> we can just go on for hours like yeah. this. It's a great bass line. Oh, the best. The best. Do you reckon he Kaiser Soze heard it? That's why he's got away with it so long. Phil Collins? Kevin Spacey. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I never noticed Phil Collins' lips, uh, lisp, limp, until a uh, hook. The children were screaming. Phil Collins. Phil Collins was hook. the detective in Hook when the kids get taken before, before Robin Williams goes back to Never Neverland. No. Yeah, bitch, please. How did I miss that? And um, and Gwyneth Paltrow was young. Um, Wendy. Wendy. Bro, you have to watch Hook again. I need to watch Hook again. You see, because the thing is with Hook, my memory is... Rufio. That it comes Rufio. in... Oh, Rufio. 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 That's John Leguizamo, isn't no. it? Rufio. No, it's not. Looks like John Leguizamo. Yeah, it's not, though. Definitely not. Because huh. the thing is, is I had Hook on tape, but it was one of those VHS tape situations where you'd put it in and play to watch it again, but the blue would interact with the... And it's obviously been over, and it comes in with yeah. a sort of tracking shot of a, a, I think is it a church? The opening scene they're in, they're watching some kind of play or something at the school, and he's late because isn't the premise of Hook that he's like an absent father? Doesn't it start where he's in the office and they do like a Western showdown by pulling out their mobile phones? Well, go, I don't know. And Robin I don't Williams, know because Robin Williams is a high-flying executive, and he's like, you know, he is because he has a mobile phone in a holster because it's 1993, 
and then he goes he leaves is the he office driving? and because he misses because he's having his mobile phone showdown he's basically just like fucking having a wank with his colleague um he misses his son's baseball match and that's right. jack home run home jack home run, run, home. Jack, yeah. run. and it's like no run. it's home run jack and that's where hulk, you know look man <laughs> if you want to talk about hulk i could talk about hulk oh mate day. please do because no <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk about something dara in this episode and i think hook's a good one and you know what it'll make well a good we have been looking shame. for a hook oh uh, huh? have, you, have you heard huh? that song hook by blues traveler? blues traveler with the fucking mouth organ solo that mouth organ solo i'm sorry say what you want that solo is ridiculous it's so good it's ridiculous blues traveler fuck man come down well, i'm We're s- calling you out I'm blues so traveler can you imagine if blues traveler and um Semi-Sonic got together. You'd have a blue semi. <laughs> or a Sonic Traveller. We need to do this Our festival. listeners, our listeners are Sonic Travellers because we they take are. them on a fucking sound journey, man. I love where you're going. Dara, your brain has gone to a beautiful place right now. I'm loving yeah. where it's going. Hooked Sonic Travellers, blue semis. <laughs> oh my God. Like, oh, the word it semi just itself. doesn't, it just doesn't get enough time does it? it doesn't get enough space semi oh god i've just i'm just envisioned with that just got a semi. gig so far so far for the for the dream savage effect festival lineup we've put together um semi-sonic poly action and blues traveler like this is a pretty good lineup so far yeah it's very niche it is very niche but it's also very awesome or for american listeners niche which is wrong just so you guys know Fucking just straight up, you're wrong. It's niche. So what is it? Is it niche? Niche. You got a Frederick niche about you? No. This show's got a niche. niche. As in like a niche market. It's a niche market, yeah. yeah. It's a niche market. It's, just, it's, it's easy. a growth industry. It's easy. You'd know those things if you lived in Europe, but you don't. So. <laughs> so that's the thing. He has that. He has a mobile phone standoff at the beginning of the hook. Yeah. Yeah. So they have to like, they walk ten paces, they turn, they pull it out of the holster, they pull up the aerial, they flip the front end, and they fling up to their ear. Like who can answer it the quickest? And you're like, oh man, imagine how exciting this was. I've never seen this happen. Early nineties. Yeah. That's how it starts. You can't be serious. I'm deadly serious. I'm as serious as Hook was about that crocodile's ticking stomach. And he was deadly serious about that. Or when Hook says, Smee, Smee, I'm serious this time. Smee, Smee, stop me, Smee. Don't stop me, Smee, Smee, stop me, stop me. I'm going to do it, Smee, Smee, stop me, stop me. Don't stop me, Smee. <coughs> Seriously, I've seen that film way too many times. God, I really want to watch that. I think I'll watch that tonight. Bangarang. You should. <laughs> Fantastic. Who played Tinkerbell? Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Don't care what they say about how difficult she was on set. She broke my little heart when that film came out. Absolutely. Me oh, too. Julia. If only you were actually a prostitute. <laughs> Triggered. I'd love to snap that box as a joke. <laughs> and we'll leave it there. <laughs> Moving on. Apparently that film, I saw a documentary years ago. I think it was a teenager. But it was a documentary about how Pretty Woman was terrible, had this terrible effect on like young women. And the original the script was of, horrific. The rates of prostitution went up because young uh, certain young women from certain areas felt that this was almost like a way in to be in... Julia Roberts. Yeah. Or like, you know, to find in, you know, someone who would love you. You know, it's like kind of, it's just a, obviously a complete fallacy. How many times does that happen? I mean, you know? if you want to fall in love with Richard Gere, watch an officer and a gentleman. That's a lot more romantic than For Pretty sure. Woman. You don't have to move to When LA George Costanza is propositioning Julia Rob- Tinkerbell for a ride, even though she's dating the officer from an officer and a gentleman, you're like, man, something fucking profoundly wrong with this. I don't yeah. know why. Like, this is why is this such a chick flick? This is just exploitation of the highest order. Yeah, completely. Fucking hot as fuck, though. <laughs> yeah, but that's besides. The you point. know that Richard Gere is keeping her like secretly, like when the camera's not rolling, he has her in the back room when he's fucking lighting up like a crack pipe for her, and she's like, "I suck your dick." <laughs> You buy me something pretty, I'll suck your dick. It's like, Julia, relax. Calm You're down. being Aaron Brockovich you for five minutes. You don't need to do that. You don't need to get your bra out like an Aaron Brockovich. Do you think it's true about 
uh, Richard Gere in the hamster. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great. Oh, yeah. It's a great. Is even if it's a lie, it's a brilliant yeah. folk tale. What the hell do you mean in the phrase Slender Man? Really Slender in Open. That's a scary <laughs> game, that. Have you ever played Slender Man? No. Was it's it like this kind of. It was a. It's a video game, and you're just kind of walking through through the woods. And what happens is, is nothing's kind of following you, but you're just walking through the woods at night. It's not and Slender as, Man, sorry, just to interrupt quickly, it was Mothman Prophecy I was thinking of. Mothman Prophecies. Oh my God. Which was Mothman Prophecies? Oh, it was Gere. a bit like What Lies Beneath, except with Richard Gere. And no Callista Flockhart. And Callista Flockhart. It wasn't no, it was no Michelle Flockhart. Pfeiffer. Was that? Mm, what, what Lies Beneath was Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh yeah, I'm just thinking of Harrison Ford. And he... Um, Apparently he saved he he helped save someone's life the other day. He ran a car off a bridge, and he was driving behind her in his limo. Well, they posed it to begin with that Harrison Ford was driving along behind this woman who had this accident. But then, as you read the article further, it's the car stopped and Harrison Ford got out of his limo. So he abseiled. Technically, <laughs> he he wasn't driving behind. I had this image of him like you know just been to the store. I'm yeah. going to drive home. I had to buy some whole fat American totally. milk. You know, I had this image of Harrison goat, Ford. like My American in, goat. Totally. Living the all-American dream, the all-American Midwestern life. You know what I mean? I just had that image. But he wasn't. He was going home in his limo. But nevertheless, he basically pulled over and everybody got out and like helped this, helped this accident. And he started waving cars over on the highway and that to slow down. And Come and look at what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Come and look at what I'm about to do. But I tell you, <laughs> as a way to make people slow down and pay attention if indiana jones is doing that he could have just as easily not yeah you know so that's pretty cool indiana there was a didn't the door of the millennium falcon fall on him during oh, the filming of star wars oh yeah <laughs> i've heard some stories uh, he's a sure group. he's a groupie man uh, no yeah definitely <laughs> definitely <laughs> he doesn't like to be pushed mentally no i mean not mentally like emotionally Whatever, man. Fucking Harrison Ford doesn't care what I say. Harrison, come on. We're calling you out. Come on the show. Yeah, you always said. You do. We just bigged you up. Yeah. Come and big us up. Come and just, you know, like, let us see your, your earring. That's all I really care about. I think Harrison Ford getting his ear pierced later, like when he was in his like, late 50s, he left his wife. He went with Clista Flockhart. You know, Clista Flockhart of the Birdcage fame. Um... The birdcage? Yeah. Wasn't, isn't it just Ali McBeal? Who? Callista Flockhart. Oh, I love her earlier work. <laughs> <laughs> she was in what? The birdcage with, bird with Robin Williams. With Robin Williams and Nathan, Nathan Lane. Lane. Yeah. She plays the to be da- the daughter-in-law to be. Um, what's his name? Uh, Gene Hackman's daughter. <laughs> Gene Hackman. <laughs> Hackman! <laughs> Gene bloody hack man. What a what a wonderful grumpy bastard he was. Oh yeah. Him and Harrison. Like Harrison, maybe like I mean the thing is is they're just they're, they're old school man. They're old school guys. They're just like these normal guys. They go in Do you think I'm an old school guy? They punch the card and they want to go home. They don't want any grief. Yeah, I'm old school. You know what I mean? And that comes across in today's society as being a grumpy old bastard. But maybe he just doesn't want to deal with any of the old crap, you know, People like pretty interviews and all that shit and talking to anyone, you know? Yeah. Maybe he's just bored of it. He just wants to make films and, you know... Yeah, just do what he drink wants. Drink whiskey and, you know, Callista. Yeah. They broke up, right? I hope not. They were like the the American dream, the couple. The, the couple, original Jay-Z and Beyonce. The couple, yeah. HF and <laughs> Callista. Jay-Z and Beyonce would be nothing without Harrison Ford and Callista Flockhart. Yeah, HF. CF. Oh, HF. It's HSCF. HCF. What? <laughs> Flockhart and... That sounds like something you don't want to like disturb while you're like renovating an attic. <laughs> oh, you don't want to disturb anything when you're renovating well, an attic. Well, they got asbestos and HCF. There could be demons in there. Yeah, what lies beneath? Or above. Yeah, or above. Both the basement and the attic. <laughs> you're in a fucking poltergeist sandwich when you're with Harrison Ford. <laughs> you should do that as a sequel. You should get Michelle Pfeiffer back and Harrison Ford back and do What Lies Above. Pfeiffer. 
but they should do it with Robert Zemeckis and he should animate all of it. It should all just be like animated motion capture. But it looks exactly like them. It's photorealistic. Yeah. But it's animated. Like um, the Polar Express because it's Christmas. I enjoyed that. You know what I really enjoyed is the Christmas Carol. With uh, Liam, Jim Carrey. Liam, Liam Carrey. Liam Jim Carrey. I thought that was ace. Yeah, I never. I, that was the 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 theme track to that was sung by, um, uh, a Christmas Carol. Yeah, the what theme, theme tune to that film. This was years after yeah, the theme song. Yeah, it was sung by Rose from Titanic. Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. Oh, she was in it though, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, she sung the theme tune for it. it was number Christmas number one, I think. At least oh. in Ireland, anyway. Oh. Yeah, that's why I was just like, how the fuck did Helen Hunt win the fucking Oscar for As Good As It Gets and Kate Winslet didn't get it for Titanic? Because I watched As Good As It Gets recently and I can tell you this, it's not a great film. It's not a terrible film. I think, what's the guy who directed it, the guy that made The Simpsons, James L. Brooks. James L. Brooks. His films have aged so badly. Well, they're time and place films, aren't they? Yeah, I know, but they're so so time and place now. Seen Spanglish. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, loved that when it came out. Yeah, I loved all his films when they came out. No, you watch them back because I've watched a few of them recently, kind of thinking. Feels a dirty. Oh, it's like, oh my God. There's jokes that we just wouldn't make today. And you watch and you kind of think, like, mm, it's a bit like watching The Birdcage and having, like, yeah. a straight actor play the lead role. And you're a bit like, it's not, like, overtly tasteless, but it's certainly not how it would be portrayed in today's times have changed though but times change fast now times change and people change with them yeah Yeah. what's that song some people love to play the victim (laughs) is that Morrissey brand new is it (laughs) oh god Morrissey or brand new one of the two one of the other well that was a pretty chilled out session I reckon for the last 45 minutes yeah it wasn't too bad was it I think it was nice I think we're just I think it was a little uh, little fluid just not really any anything. Just, we're just, here. Really we're just, just here for the fans. We're, we're here, here for, for the else. fans now. This was a bit of a filler. We'd like to remind you that whatever you're listening to, we're not people have been accused of sexual assault anywhere. So we're okay. We're good to listen to. Yes. We're safe to be fans of. For now. It's been nice. Uh, nice. It's nice. been nice. Just a nice afternoon. Hanging out. Watching some go down. Talking about. But you know, we're just here for guys take this one for the quality line, put it to your back pocket, drop it with your old friend, and go like, we didn't think of that, but nobody else has heard of it. Well, there you go. Enjoy it. Enjoy yourself. Have a good week. We'll have a good week. Pack my bags. Last night, pre-flight. Zero hour. 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high. As a kite by then. my wife. It's lonely. Out in space. On such a
touchdown brings me back again to find I'm not the man they think I am back home. Oh no, 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 I'm a rocket man. Rocket man. Burning out his fuse out here alone. It's going to be long. 